When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. This is your definitive Arizona Cardinals at Seattle Seahawks premier primer game preview, whatever you want to call it, Bo Brock, as the Cardinals aimed it to inch back to 500. But Bo, before we get to that, there's something that's been top of mind. It's been flushing our Twitter DMs. So here's a treat for everybody. We're going to talk about it right off the show. Now, producer extraordinaire Emma is not here. It's just Bo and I slumming it at our, at our house with <laughs> all of you today. But this is on Twitter. I'm going to pull this up here. This is Michael Balco on Twitter. And again, this is not fancy shit. We're just doing very it. professional. We're yeah. doing it dirty today without Emma. And <laughs> Michael puts forth the following. And literally, we've had so many DMs. We want to address it. Hearing that the Panthers, Brian Burns is... Um, practically a lock, not could be, but practically a lock to be traded before the NFL deadline uh, in a couple of weeks. And of course, Bo, we've speculated on Brian Burns. Just give me your initial reaction to this, and then I'll give you my take on it. Is is would my, everything I'm going to say become moot after what you say? Well, no, that's probably I, did, I probably didn't catch success <laughs> there. So uh, I don't know, Michael. Go through Michael's Twitter. There's a lot. I, there, I feel like there's a lot of guessing going on. There's a lot of could be, maybe uh, a lot of hot takes, which we're all for. We love we love ourselves some hot takes. We also don't love clickbait. Um, wait, let's just let's entertain this for a second, and let's say this is legitimate, Bullbrock. If you're Steve Kime, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, what do you make of this? He's a lock to be traded, even though the team's probably going to get the top pick anyway, and he's a you know still a budding pass rusher. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You, you pull the trigger on that deal. I don't think there's any question as far as what you've seen come out of the first round for the Arizona Cardinals, the success that Steve Kime has dealing picks. You know, He dealt his first real first-round pick for, for a player. Usually he's kind of gone beyond that. But uh, do it. I, I think that if you could get a guy the caliber of Brian Burns and then you had, you know, obviously the opportunity to lock him up long term and you get that premium position locked in for the foreseeable future, why not? Absolutely do it. I think he's the best guy available. But look, if, if he if if Carolina's smart, they do everything they do they can to keep him. It's like when people are talking about A.J. Terrell at the quarterback spots, like yeah. Atlanta Falcons should not be in business in dealing A.J. Terrell. You shouldn't be in the business of dealing corners, pass rushers, quarterbacks, 
because those are how you, who you build your teams around. Those are guys that are the ones that are hard to find and the, the ones that are going to command a, a, a lot of interest at this time of year leading up to November 1st. That's such a great comp. Like that, that is the perfect situation comparable to this. Teams that are going nowhere fast. I would argue Atlanta's got more prospects to be competitive, at least this year. With Carolina, like, does anybody believe they're not going to have a top three pick next year? I don't think they'll win another game this year. We know who's coaching them in Steve Wilkes. They have no quarterback. Their team is in disarray. It's conceivable they could lose out. They don't need to trade Brian Birds for picks and assets. I know people are like, well, they're missing a couple day two picks. I'm sorry. You get the first overall pick, you get your quarterback. That's the end game. And then you're trading away Brian Burns for a first round pick. It's a good chance the player you take with that first round pick is not as good as Brian Burns. So I I don't know. I like Jalen's comment here. If he's available, you go get him. Of course, it's a long-term move. We talked about it at nauseum, have our number one pass rusher for the next five to six years. But you have to ask yourself, like, why would Carolina do this? There's not a huge incentive for them to do this. If you think about like, how young he is and the fact you're going to have the first pick anyway. Yeah. I mean, if, if the Arizona Cardinals get what they want from him and they have obviously the rest of their schedule, which is, is pretty favorable over the next couple of games, you know, you're looking at maybe a, a pick that's going to be in the twenties, right? So yeah. is, is that, is that a value to you? I mean, you know, if you're thinking like, Hey, we'll just get a pass rusher in the draft at 20, you're not going to find a Brian Burns, like the likelihood of that happening it's just, it's not, it's not realistic. So why, why let him get out of your grasp? Unless it's more than a one, maybe it's a one and a three. Well, I think, uh, it, I think it would be, I think it would yeah. be, it, they paid a one. So you're going to have to pay a one plus he's a hit. It's been established. So it's probably a one, maybe a two, you know, uh, both of your threes. So, I mean, that's a, that's a difficult conversation. I'll tell you what wouldn't be a difficult conversation though is if it will be a difficult conversation with your fan base is if you let him go to a a San Francisco or uh, an LA, like under no circumstances. And we've talked about this. You have the Trump card, right? And I, San Francisco didn't have a first round pick anyway. So I don't even know how they would make that work. Their fans are all in a kerfuffle on Twitter saying we got to get Brian Burns. Basically it's like you versus the Niners or you versus the LA Rams, the LA Rams, presumably, if you were to call up the the uh, Carolina Panthers, Panthers are going to assume the Rams finish in front of you. So your pick is more valuable. I mean, I'm just sorry. Even if you guys have identical records at that point, I you, you're in the driver's seat in the NFC West if he becomes available. Um, Steve Kime trading first uh, first round picks for former 2019 draft picks. Hey, I don't mind that. Might as well just accumulate that entire draft as much as we can. Kyler Murley, Hollywood Brown, Brian Burns would join that list. Hey, Byron Murphy, pick 33. Cardinals would have four of the top 33 players from that draft. All excellent. Rams and the Niners don't have first-round picks. And again, Cardinals are in a are in a, are in a position to make a move. If, if, if there's a move to be made, because Seattle, listen, we're, we're going to talk about Geno Smith and Nauseam today. We're going to see him Sunday. He's not the quarterback of the future, we don't think, for that team. They have picks to make, to spend. They want to go out and get a quarterback potentially next year. Um, they can't be trading away assets, so the Cardinals are in a good spot. Uh, pick and spread San Francisco, LA don't have the picks or cap space. I agree. Niners need to pay Bosa and have zero picks. And like the Cardinals are going to free up a bunch of cap space. They got a bunch of older players leaving the roster after this year. Like they have money. We talked about it on our audio only show that you should definitely check out PHNX Cardinals. They have money to spend on a young pass rusher. They it's, it's available. Go spend it. Uh, Jose Kime hate on a Friday and not today. Next. We're not hating on Steve Kime. We're telling him to go ahead and make this move. I, I think this is a move that, uh, the fan base would applaud 
And um, I don't know, Steve, Steve does a lot right in terms of vetting and looking at professional football players. It's the college ranks that, that get him into trouble. Uh, do you think they need to trade for a corner? Trayvon Mullen will not play uh, or will never play. I think they like their group and Antonio Hamilton, but Bo Brock, that's a perfect yeah. segue to jump into the practice report today. Looks like Rodney Hudson is a game-time decision. Trayvon Mullen is officially out, as is James Conner. What is the biggest loss of those three heading into Seattle, in your opinion? I think just James Conner is the is the biggest loss, even though uh, I'm pumped to see RB1 Eno Benjamin. Eno season officially upon us. Uh, but I think it'd be nice to just have that guy that you know around the goal line against this defense that's been so bad against the run, giving up over five yards per carry, giving up over, you know already 300-yard rushers this season, uh, a couple combined 100-yard rushers. Like James Conner, he was set to eat this game and, and really had yeah. he started to look like himself last game before the rib injury. So it's kind of unfortunate, but you kind of expect it when you sign James Conner to a three-year $21 million deal that he's going to miss games each season. So if, if there's ever a week where, where you could probably move on without him and, and rely on a guy like, you know, Benjamin, give him the opportunity. This is it. But I think Conner and Jose uh, were in spot to go there. We, we agree that uh, that's, that's the, where the Arizona Cardinals, they're going to miss the veteran running back and in, in his uh, money in the bank style around the goal line. But look, Trayvon Mullen, yeah, I think people aren't there yet just because one Hamilton is back and two, we've only seen Trayvon Mullen one game play on this yeah. defense outside of that. It's special team snaps and that, you know, beyond that he's been sidelined with the toe injury. So uh, he, he is living up to what Raiders fans feel they knew about him as a, as a guy that can't get on the field. So I think that James Cotter is the, the biggest guy as far as who's not available. Yeah, uh, picking spreads, I will say if we do trade for Brian Burns, we'll desperately need to get interior offensive line in the draft. As a draft guy, there's really two guys he likes, John Michael Smiths and uh, center from Minnesota, and Andrew Voorhees, the guard from uh, USC. We've got plenty of time to talk about the draft. Uh, Brian Burns helps this team now, but I think those are the two biggest issues, picking spreads. They need edge rushers, and they need interior offensive linemen. Arizona Animals saying J.C. hasn't been good this season. I'm looking forward to Eno and Keontae Ingram. And I think that, you know, fair or not, I think the general consensus amongst the fan base is James Conner maybe looks a step slower this year. Um, and he, here's what I'll say about that. I think that we forget last year he was the number two back entering the season. He, now, he took hold of the number one back, especially when Chase Edmonds went down. But, I mean, he made his mark scoring touchdowns for this team. He is never going to be a guy that is going to run for 125 yards every Sunday. That's and and you could say, well, the Cardinals overpaid him in, and that's a that's a conversation that you're that you're free to have. But I mean, he had 700 yards last year, but he had almost 20 touchdowns. The perfect, I think, compliment to to James is somebody like an Eno, where you can slash inside and out and and give him time to you know 60, 65, 70 percent of the snaps on a given Sunday. But I, James was never meant to be, in my opinion, especially given his injury history, which has already creeped up now, second year in Arizona, a guy that takes majority of the, the reps. It's just that's not his game plan. So I think we need to be fair to James because um, he played fantastic last year. He's still very much one of the heartbeats of this offense and somebody that they lean on from a, a leadership standpoint, Bo. So, uh, but I do, I do think that they'll be fine this weekend without him. Yeah, I mean, so are you saying Mullen is is your guy that you, that you're most concerned about when you look at no. who's who's in and out? I mean, uh, Pro 
Probably not, just because we haven't seen him really contribute at all. I don't like going into any game without Rodney Hudson. I don't think any of them, frankly, are a huge loss, though. Like if, you know, if Zach Allen was out or Byron Murphy or J.J. Watt or D.J. Humphreys, like I think, knock on wood, these are all manageable situations. I'm going to talk more about Sean Harlow later, but I, yeah. I just feel like this Can is we say the big one, though? Can we say the one that's been rolled out for almost the full week and Matt Prayer? <laughs> that's oh, that, the biggest that is loss. The biggest one. Yes. Yeah. I didn't even name that that easily. Takes yeah. the cake. I mean, that, he was ruled out. He was ruled out on Wednesday. So uh, it, it's one that kind of is is looked over. But I mean, we're, we're still looking at a Matt Amendola uh, redemption game or revenge game or whatever the hell you want to call it. You just hope it's a better game for Matt Amendola. And if he's called upon to kick it from 40 plus, you know, that the team isn't put in a position to go for it if it's like fourth and long, you know? I'd like to take revenge against Matt Amendola. Can I have a revenge game <laughs> against Matt Amendola? No. I, I want we root we root for everybody to do well. We just he has a resume. Steve Kime was on 987 today and he said Matt Amendola of all the kickers they had worked out was clearly the best. And it's just like I get that. He probably looks great kicking in shorts at State Farm Stadium when there's no pressure and no one's sitting in the stands. But like we have a resume like I listen and in the all context contextualize this in the field that we're in. Like you'd be a fantastic private speaker with somebody. You could you could shoot the shit at a bar. But I mean, we do mm-hmm. this every day. It's not it's not meant for everybody. Right. And and that's right. Matt Pra or Matt Prater. That's Amendola. It's like you're, you're great when there's no audience, but we got we got to win some games and you're you're causing us harm here every Sunday the more you're active because we can't trust you you've never made a kick over 50 yards in your life in your NFL <laughs> career you're almost at 60 percent you're a liability there are plenty yeah. of guys if we want to just contextualize it and keep it in football like how many guys look awesome in in shorts and a t-shirt at the NFL combine and then yeah. the games start and they can't play it's, it's really interesting that they go off of like workouts with kickers. I, I would much rather go off of guys with, with proven track records, a resume, yeah. how they've performed uh, under pressure, because I think that that doesn't show up in the, in the scenario that you, that you set out. It's like at the, it's at the training facility in Tempe and they got their warmups on and anybody can kind of kick in that. You see all these like trick kick videos and, and guys look like all-stars and, and all pros but when it comes down to it, when you need somebody and you're down three or you're you're you have a chance to win the game, what's Matt Amendola? What what has he proven? He's he's disappeared. And unfortunately for the Arizona Cardinals, they're going off of what they feel like they saw in a workout. And I would, you know, to a lot of people in the chat, Arizona Animal saying that Blankenship is better. I agree with that. Why why not even why not just try that if if a guy like Matt Prater is is out? Is it is it is it a concern because they've got to pick up more and more money? towards whatever cap space they have left. Is, is that an issue that they just can't keep recycling kickers at this point? What would you rather have cap space or wins that? I mean, yeah. that's an easy question. Yeah, for I mean, me. like I, you. you spend money in the cap space to win games. And he is not helping you win games. Uh, hopefully DraftKings can help you win some money on games right now. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win, get $200 back in free bets. If they do Bob Brock, you know, I uh, I did the step up same game parlay last night. It was a return to form for your boy. Uh, I hit a four leg <laughs> parlay, ten dollars paid out, one ten. Uh, my dad's here. We did the exact same bet. It was fantastic. Had to sweat it out at the end. The Commanders though, never a doubt, taking it home mm. money line. 
Uh, I didn't have any Carson Wentz props, thankfully, but uh, Brian Robinson scored. That was the that was the big kicker on our four leg parlay. And uh, man, did it have a nice payout on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, paying out over one hundred percent with payouts even bigger than ever. Why would you bet on football anywhere else? And to make things sweeter, you can do that step up same game parlay once per game day all season long. I plan to dabble this Sunday, and it's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Bo Brock, I made a bet today with uh, Shane Diefenbach on our Mm -hmm. PHNX Bets Daily Podcast. Um, A shoe bet. So one of us has to drink a beer out of a shoe. Apparently that's a thing. Um, and he is adamant that the Patriots and the Browns are going to go over 43 and a half points. I am not. So that is my DraftKings pick of the week. I don't know why I hitched my wagon to this one, but Pats at Browns under 43 and a half points. I just love to hear the, the father-son bonding. DraftKings Sportsbook is, is bringing, bringing father and son together. together. It's, yeah. it's amazing. So does, so does Four Peaks. Four Peaks will do that okay. too. Go celebrate. You just go use some of those winnings and go to Four Peaks. You don't have to use all of them because it's, it's mm-hmm. reasonably priced. You can get yourself a beer and some great food, watch some games on television, do it. Uh, absolutely check out Four Peaks. We've got great events coming up at Four Peaks. The rest of Cardinal season, obviously NHL just dropped the puck last night. Sun's right around the corner. Four Peaks, perfect place to go watch a game. Check them out. Got to be 21 years or older if you're going to enjoy the beer and enjoy responsibly. Let's talk a little Seahawk football here as we continue our preview come Sunday afternoon. We don't know if it's going to be an early afternoon kickoff or a late one. We'll, you know, I think we're all kind we'll of see tomorrow. Rooting. Yeah. Mariners, if they win tomorrow, the game moves to 1.30, right? 2.30, I think. 2.30, yes, I'm sorry, 2.30. Yeah. If, they keep, if they keep pitching a Jordan Alvarez, uh, I think that's pretty safe to say that cards will keep their kickoff time at 105. Wouldn't it be something if the Mariners got swept and the, the uh, Seattle Seahawks lost? I mean, what you know? What are the odds of that? Probably check that out on DraftKings, but uh, we're hoping <laughs> for that. Uh, so this Seahawks team... Coming into this year, I think you could say bottom five, seven roster in the NFL. It's a joke to play Geno Smith. We saw him last year. Drew Locke was like one of the centerpieces of the Russell Wilson trade. I've taken a lot of grief because I called the trade one of the worst in recent modern NFL history, and I still think I will be proven right. But they've played over their head offensively. They have been one of the best offenses in the NFL, which is complete. It's laughable, frankly. Now, they've lost Rashad Penny, but what scares you the most with this group, knowing that – Byron Murphy, he's ascending as maybe a number one corner against DK Metcalf. I mean, what, what really scares me, it's not necessarily Geno Smith. Uh, it's, it's, you know, Kenneth Walker, that run game has been, it's, it's been better. It's been better than actually when given the opportunity when they're not chasing points, it's been a really, really solid group over five yards per carry. So um, if the young legs gets, you know, going, that'd be scary because what, we've seen from the Seattle offense against the Cardinals is when the run game the run pass balance is there, they're deadly and they've beaten up on the Cardinals when that's, when that's happened, when the Cardinals have been able to kind of slow down the run and make them one dimensional and enforce, you know, Geno Smith or Russell Wilson or whoever it might be. Uh, then they have, they tend to have a little bit more success. I mean, we saw that with Baker Mayfield in Carolina, they gobbled up a guy like Christian McCaffrey and he had a horrible day, a dud of a day and, and the Cardinals were able to kind of, force the quarterback to make some throws. Now, obviously I think that's picking your poison with how well Gino in this offense is playing, but I would, I would probably err on that side. I, I I'm, I'm still, 
I'm reluctant to buy into Geno Smith, you know, putting this together for an entire 17 weeks this season. I know he's better than, than we thought, but I'm still not buying that. And if you can make him beat you, uh, I'm all for it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the Seahawks do on offense. It really matters what Kyler Murray and this Cardinals offense can do, but I won't get too far ahead of myself. Well, Tyler Lockett always burns this franchise. And that's yeah. that's the matchup I'm a little bit more concerned about because I, you know, I'm seeing what I need to from Byron Murphy. I mean, Byron Murphy, especially against big physical receivers, has has basically had his way against Devontae yeah. Adams. And then of course, you know, last week, I, I just feel like to me, Marco Wilson against somebody like Tyler Lockett could be trouble for the Cardinals. Uh, Lockett has been one of the most productive receivers in the NFL this year. I do think that you can you can pressure Geno in this offensive line, especially from the interior. You're going to rely on on Zach Allen and company, but I you know I, I have major concerns like like we talked about with these edge rushers for for Arizona and Chandler Jones used to always go into Seattle and just whoop these tackles. Yeah. Uh, with Russell Wilson and you don't have that anymore you don't have that length and explosion explosiveness um so that's that's my concern we can flip it to the to the offensive side of the ball there is no reason oh, I, I, can I Go let ahead. me add no no fan to the conversation because it seems like Philly emphasized getting Dallas Goddard the football uh the tight end for for Philly and that that's something since week one of course you're going to see after the you know the field day that Travis Kelsey had against Isaiah Simmons and you know Isaiah Simmons had a better day but at the same time like they're gonna try to get Noah Fant another guy who was a part of that Russell Wilson deal involved here so I think that that's that's a key matchup to look out for and you know he's not Darren Waller he's not Travis Kelsey he's probably not Dallas Goddard but he's still a a guy that can make plays in this league so hopefully um, Isaiah Simmons and in the linebacking core and those safeties can can take him out of the game plan. Yeah, Arizona Animal. I hear Seattle's got three good tight ends. I think they've got Will Disley there still. Yeah. They've, got, they, they've always wanted to prioritize that position, um, and they've been productive. There's no doubt about it. The Cardinals need to be more productive on offense. Bo Brock, they need sustained drives. They cannot afford three and outs. This crowd's going to be into it. The Cardinals are the worst first, first quarter team in the NFL, and the Seahawks are amongst the best first half teams in the NFL when scoring points. It's on the flip side in the fourth quarter. It would just be nice to be able to look up at the scoreboard in the first half of a game and see the Cardinals have a lead at some point. Um, because I think this is this is the kind of Seattle team, and I feel like teams have been kind of playing into what their strengths are all season, at least offensively, where if you let them hang around, they're going to start to believe that they can play with you. And I think this is a game for Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime and Kyler Murray, the brain trust for this franchise. Like, no, Seattle, you were not supposed to be competitive this year. We're trying to make the playoffs. We made the $45 million investment in our quarterback. We traded for a first-round receiver. We're loading up to try to get to the playoffs. You're in rebuild mode. So this is the, this is the kind of statement game that you need, and you need your offense to be the catalyst for that. Yeah, you know, and I feel like they've actually done a really good job on the road in these situations and against these teams that had little to no expectations that kind of get on a little bit of a role. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say what Seattle's doing is role. I mean, they're playing better than expected, but I remember like against the giants a couple of years ago, they'd won, they'd rattled off a few wins in a row and giants fans were out of their mind. And Cliff Kingsbury and, and Kyler Murray and those guys went in there and just, they made, they, they won handily and they won yeah, handily against Reddick Carolina. Five sacks at a game or something. I, that yeah. might've been the contest, but I mean, this is, this is a team that, has done well against kind of fire extinguishing 
teams that have unrealistic expectations about where they are truly as a franchise. And hopefully that, you know, it's not going to be a repeat of Detroit from, you know, the one lone loss on the road, you know, in the last season and a half. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, but that's the outlier, right? I mean, other than that, this Cardinals team has been a wagon on the road and you should expect the same, like, they, they need to go in and, and make Geno Smith look pedestrian, take care of business and slowing down the run. And, and that, that offense for the love of God, uh, figure it out. Yeah. Get, if yeah. they get off to a, a fast start and it's a big if, because to say, you know, through five weeks that they haven't done it, all you're going off of is do factor. Um, mm. you know, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's pretty absurd to think. I think that the Arizona Cardinals, um, if they get out to a fast start, they can put this one away easily. I think so too. I, I do think this is the kind of game and this might sound ignorant for, for a team and we cover that's two and three at the moment that has not been competitive, but it just feels like 10, nothing, 14, nothing. Like they're going to, they're going to get away from what they want to do, which is run the football. You're going to make them one dimensional, you, you know, and I, Geno Smith has been turnover prone this, this year. He had a bad interception last week against the saints that really cost them. He's known to put the ball on the ground. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I need, I need to see a, a positive trend with this offense. That's more than just Kyler Murray playing backyard football in the second half, trying to will them to victory. Like we need to see some semblance of cliffs vision because right now it, you know, that vision is broken. I think we can say that like offensively, when you script 12 to 15 play drives and you're going backwards and Rondell Moore on the season has negative 11 yards rushing and you're trying to manufacture him yards that means that you're doing something wrong. You need to change your approach. We need the Cliff Kingsbury that went into Seattle last year, sans DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, and beat the shit out of the Seahawks. And it wasn't a competitive game. And Russell Wilson was quarterbacking the Seahawks at the time. Uh, and you didn't have J.J. Watt. And it didn't matter. And you yeah. and you controlled that entire game, wire to wire. Where has that Cliff Kingsbury been, Bo? Right. Yeah, it's it's a great question. It's It's something that this team has been asked over and over again, mostly with the home woes, right? And they don't, they don't have any answer for it. Right. Um, when I look at, let, let me ask you this. Do you believe in Vance Joseph and the Arizona Cardinals defense? Do you think that they're at least a middle of the road defense at the end of the day? Like, I think that they've played really well, especially yeah. after Casey, they've played really well. You know, they gave up 23 to, to Vegas. They gave up 20 to LA. And then, you know, they were able to sh- shut down Carolina and in Philly they held Philly to uh, just uh, what over twenty points. So, do you believe that this is a de- decent defense? Yeah, I I I underestimated them. I do think they're overachieving, but they had to have a couple of things happen, right? Zach Allen, Byron Murphy had a pop in their in their fourth year. Their secondary on paper, everybody wants to dog on Marco Wilson. You subtract that, they have three elite potentially elite players in their secondary, and then they've got de- uh, two defensive linemen that are playing well. And then we've got certain guys, an edge rusher and inside linebacker that can play well sparingly. But there, there's enough ingredients there to have the 14th, 15th, 16th best defense. So, yes, yeah. I agree. I think they're, And I think with these two games on deck, you can, you can continue to build against two, I think, challenged offensive teams. Yeah, and, and I look at who Seattle has beat up on the last two weeks. This is, this is where their offense has kind of – made itself scary because the first couple of weeks it, it wasn't, it wasn't much. I mean, they had that game against Denver and that was kind of a slog. Sure. You saw an efficient Geno Smith where he was completing passes, but they didn't put up a, a big amount of points and, and Denver didn't 
obviously, because we know about their struggles. And then, you know, San Francisco just shuts this, this offense down. It wasn't down. even a competitive game. Yeah, so it, game it wasn't. Competitive. I think they didn't even, did they even score offensively in the game? They might no, have had a defensive touchdown. And that, and that was the game that Trey Lance broke his leg. Yeah. And so there was every reason for it to be a letdown game for the Niners. It was just a complete no-show by the season. Right. So when you look at, you know, New Orleans, who's given up 25 points per game, and then Detroit is the worst defense in the league outside yeah. of the Seattle team, uh, I, I just think that this offense – you know, it's going to come back. It's going to come back down to earth. And with Rashad Penny out, there's a big opportunity there for this defense to continue to play well. Arizona, but it will continue to get harp on this. Like you gotta, you gotta show that you're an elite offense or that you can be an elite offense against this defense. Because if you can't show it against Seattle, I don't know who you're going to be able to show it on your schedule. Like Seattle is really bad on defense. They're 31st out of 32 teams. I think that this has just got to be the day that they figure it out offensively and early. Reminds me that the Jets game from a couple of years ago when the team started yeah. off hot in 2020, then they lost a couple they weren't supposed to, and then they went to the Jets, and everybody's like, you got to beat the Jets, and they just pounded them into the dirt, and Hopkins and Kyler Murray ate. And speaking of eating, how about this one from Derek? Super chat, great shows and content. Keep killing it. Cardinals win that by double digits. We thank you, brother. We do our best, uh, and uh, we are hopeful. Uh, Bull Brock's going to be uh, with us in studio. I was going to say at the game, but it's not in uh, State Farm Stadium. But next Thursday at the Lola, we're having our tailgate extravaganza across the street from State Farm Stadium. You can still get your tickets now. They are in limited demand. Uh, come party with us from 1 to 6. Bo's going to walk over to the stadium, uh, and we're going to have a great time, hopefully celebrating the first Cardinal home win in a calendar year. And, like, listen, you're, you're favored in these next two games. You should win these yeah. next two games, and you're in the driver's seat now at four and three with DeAndre Hopkins waiting in the wings next week. I mean, there's you take care of business Sunday. There's a lot of reason to be optimistic, Bo. Yeah, there is. Uh, I mean, we're less than a full week away from DeAndre Hopkins coming back to the team. Hopefully, you don't Christmas get caught morning. looking. Yeah, hopefully, you don't get caught looking forward uh, too far forward with that. But it's it's less than. Uh, what six days away at this point and it's concerning for this team but yeah as you said huge opportunity you know it's like you, you're making a trade deadline move between Seattle and New Orleans at home I mean that that should that should trend towards a pair of wins it really yeah. should and if it, it doesn't you know there's going to be more of these podcasts where we have tough conversations right where we have tough conversations about the coaching staff and what's going on with the offense and you know what went wrong and those respective games. But if they win, they're in a prime position to put themselves back in playoff contention right away. Like right away, people, you're going to watch good morning football. If the Arizona Cardinals win on Sunday, Oh, uh Oh, they got Deandre Hopkins coming back. They're three and three. This is exactly what they needed to do. Uh, but look like that jets game. It was again, was it Joe Flacco and people are like, Oh, I'm kind of scared of Joe Flacco. He used to be able to make throws. It's like, hold on a second. Let's let's remember Joe Flacco now sucks, and I think you know, obviously Geno Smith is way better than that. But there, the, he's not as good as he's been the last two games, where he's been able to beat up on a, on a, a pretty ravaged Saints team and the worst defense in the league in Detroit. Uh, you've got the forty-five million dollar quarterback these next two weeks. That that yeah. should be that should be the trump card. I can tell you, you don't have to spend uh, forty-five million to have fun on Underdog Fantasy Bowl, but you can have a lot of fun depositing a hundred bucks Underdog Fantasy is going to double your first deposit up to $100. We like to dabble on underdog uh, during our Sunday morning tailgates. It's one of our favorite things to do. You can play 
with us. Have a great time. Sign up with the promo code PHNX. Receive a deposit match up to $100, Underdog Fantasy. Uh, if you think Geno Smith is going to wet the bed, which we do on Sunday, make sure to take his statistic under. Kyler Murray, maybe his rushing yards over. Let's see K1 and company get it done. You can get it done now with promo code PHNX with Underdog Fantasy, Bo. Yeah, and underdog doesn't just stop at NFL. They've got the NHL going on. I saw our, our yep. PHNX Coyotes friends having some fun with that. You got the MLB playoffs. So uh, it's it's pretty awesome what's going on in underdogs. Spruce up your home while you're uh, getting into the More Furniture Fall Sale at morefurniture.com. You'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. Morefurniture.com, M-O-R furniture.com. Absolutely. You know those predictions. Yeah, I, we're oh, going to get to them. I do want to – no, you're good. I want to thank our friends for a great time at Mavericks. We played some arcade games. I, I think Max beats all uh, Bookman, our GM at bowling. I can't confirm or deny that happened twice. Uh, Mavericks and Scottsdale. Check them out on Instagram at MavericksAZ today. We like to have fun here on PHNX, PHNX Cardinals. Um, we also like to get down to brass tacks and give you the skinny as to what we think is going to happen. Uh, and let's start with Sunday. It's our official preview time. Game previews and predictions for cards at Seahawks Bow. Why don't you kick us off, my friend? Who do you like? What All right. Do you like? Yeah, I haven't been shy about it. If you've been listening to this podcast, you you know that I'm, I'm big on the Cardinals. I, I think that this has to be a, a win that they get early and they put away early. Uh, I don't like this rush defense from Seattle. I think that Eno Benjamin in his first real chance to be RB1, the bell cow of this offense, that he can eat on Sunday and they can just ride him into the ground. Uh, maybe that, maybe that, maybe they're sitting James Conner with the, the intention of getting him back on Thursday night football. Who knows? I mean, Aaron Wilson says that it, it could be perhaps longer than just a week, but Eno Benjamin has been waiting for this opportunity. He's a young guy. He'll be able to get uh, enough, you know, be able to shake off those carries in the few days rest. And then Byron Murphy, I think he's got the tough assignment. He's always got that top receiver assignment. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, whoever you you set him on. Hopefully it's it's more of a uh, Geno Smith throwing two picks and being sacked twice performance than it's him, you know, throwing three touchdowns and no interceptions because that's that's how you really get to the Seattle team. You, you force him in the mistakes and, and Byron Murphy has got to be that guy. And then I looked at how tight ends have performed against Seattle. Now we know that Zach Ertz had a big game against Seattle with Colt McCoy at, at the quarterback position, two touchdowns. But I think finally, Johnny, yes. it's Trey McBride day. McBride or die. I think that he is able to make a few big plays, maybe even find the end zone in this game. I can't believe that that's on the screen right now. I want to believe uh, two weeks ago against <laughs> Carolina, trending up, didn't play much last week. I think that changes this week. Uh, I love it. I'm on the same wagon with you in terms of the cards getting a dub because I, I, you know, I, I, I just the Cardinals are a better team. So we're going to go with the better team on Sunday. I like Bo's predictions. Here are mine. Cards win 27-20 behind. Hey, look at that. Eno Benjamin, you and I doubling down on Sweet Baby Eno out of the Valley. And listen, you watch him run, physical yet elusive. He's got the speed, the athleticism. And again, I don't think he's your bell cow back for 17 games, but you need to saddle up against one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. I think this little man's going to go for over 100 yards. He's already, if you listen, all the fantasy pundits, they think he is going to be a top 12 fantasy back this weekend. If you're into fantasy uh, on the defensive side, 
I'm going to say Isaiah Simmons builds off his best performance of the year. 13 tackles last week. I, I think I'm going to go on record. I think Isaiah Simmons gets a turnover-worthy play, whether it's an interception, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, a strip sack. We're going to see number nine flash because I believe that he he is going to gain confidence week to week because now there's no Nick Vigil behind him breathing down his neck, and the Cardinals have to play him for better or worse, and I think that he's one of those players that you have to embrace. You have to wrap your arm around. He only kind of responds to a certain level of motivation, and so I am all in on Isaiah Simmons. And then Sean Harlow. I don't know if Rodney Hudson's going to play, but if he doesn't, I have confidence that Sean Harlow is going to contribute second consecutive positive week. He was the highest rated, according to PFF, the Cardinals pass blocker last week. I think he doubles down this week against a worse defensive line, far worse than what Philadelphia had to offer. He's 27 years old. Is he going to be the heir apparent to Rodney Hudson? I don't know. But this is a team and an organization that had a lot of confidence in him, and I do believe, Bull Brock, had had Rodney Hudson retired, this this would have been the starting center this year. They brought in Billy Price. He's a backup at this point. I, I like Sean Harlow. I like Eno Benjamin to be the to be the banner of the offense this week. Um, and I like uh, I like old Isaiah Simmons to take it down defensively. So those are our predictions. Yep. Let us know your predictions here in the chat, Bo Brock. Yeah, let's see him. Let's see who you think is going to flash on Sunday. It's kind of a homecoming for Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, Jalen Thompson of sorts. He went on the east side of that state, but he spent some time in, in Washington. Some guys that uh, they like to go up there and play in front of the 12s. They, they embrace it. And this team obviously yeah. embraces any road challenge. And you just hope that they can continue with that. Go to three and three. Go to one and one in the division. If, if you can't sweep this, the Seahawks, I mean, it's, it's one of those tough conversations where like, what's going on with this team? It's like, yeah, talk to your kids and say, hey, at the end of the day, guys, the cards aren't very good. We got to put on Paw Patrol. We don't want to watch these Redbirds anymore. But we're not at that point yet because we never right. give up on our team. Diego, seven in the chat. Guess who just signed Eno to their fantasy team? Let's Since go. He has been selling. Hey, how about it? Uh, old daddy fantasy didn't get it done. I, I, I forgot to put a waiver claim in on, you know, that was my fault. Uh, Nightingale. Yeah, you're, that, what, don't what, your, your guy, Cam, he's, he's out for personal reasons. Like when you look at this Cardinals running back room, it's almost like it's not even the worst in the NFC West. Like they, there's, there's running back problems all up and down this, this, this division. You know, Benjamin is a starter on a lot of teams. I feel like, yeah. and every time he touches the football, he fall, it's like what Chase used to do, but I think he's a little bit more physical. He can fall forward. He was an inside runner. I was talking to my dad about this. He had 1,700 yards in the Pac-12 and like 20 touchdowns. And with the seventh round, think about yeah. that, think about that for a second. He had a third-round grade from Lance Early in NFL.com. You, you run for 1,700 yards in a Power 5 conference, and you're sitting there on draft weekend, and your local team has to throw you a bone. It was a throwaway seventh-round pick. I'd be pissed off, too. This this he's yeah. a real football player. I think a lot of people thought, myself included, I'm not from the Valley originally. I didn't go to ASU. I'm like, oh yeah, just another ASU connection for the Cardinals. Let's see, practice squad guy. I watched him at ASU. He's fine, and he's a real he's a real good player. I, I'm I'm excited yeah. for him, and I want to believe Bo all of Cliff's comments that this is an RB one. This is a guy right. who we do think can can be a future you know prominent back for us. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and hopefully we're celebrating post game. We can hang out, pop some OGs flavors life, you know, kind of flavors this offense a little bit, but OGs is doing something completely different outside of just 
flavoring life. They're flavoring dreams with their sleep time gummies. So if you can't yes. like calm yourself down after a big dub for the Arizona Cardinals, pop one of these OG sleep time gummies, the aqua berry flavor. It's got the two to one THC to CBN ratio gummy. CBN is the compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. Highly recommend you check out OG's online, all their products, ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. And you can find the products your local dispensary. You got to be 21 years or older. You don't have to be 21 to stay hydrated. I try to stay hydrated as much as I can here in the desert. It's hot. I live in Maricopa. It's extra hot here. Bo and I, kind of the matching tumblers, not on purpose. It's, uh, that's a cute coincidence here. Now, nah, mine's a little <laughs> bit, a little stock here. You know how I roll with the the Yeti, but we're not promoted. Oh, yeah. Them. But we are. We want to remind everybody, visit azhealth.gov. Get some water in your system. Stay hydrated, especially as you're out trick-or-treating this year, uh, like we will be. I want to remind everybody else, too, you can pick up this fire T-shirt right here from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. You can cop it for free if you become a member just under 60 bucks using that promo code Howard on gophnx.com. Read the many works of our great Howard Balzer. Over 30 years in the business, St. Louis to Arizona, covering the Cardinals for a long, long time. Cop this free T-shirt in the process. Hollywood Hills sign on Camelback. Or we've got this one, da, 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 the touchdown celebratory T-shirt. Bo and I are still trying to cop our free offerings from this shirt. Doesn't look like, Bo, that's going to happen. We're going to have to open up the wallets, but that's okay yeah. because this is premium T-shirt material, soft. I exercise in mine. They last. Washer, dryer, safe. Again, you like what you see, check it out at more PHNX Merchandise Locker. Go PHNX.com. I'm wearing that thing out a night on the town. That, that, I love right. that shirt so much. You're, you're just wearing yours on the treadmill? Come on. I did like, uh, or I appreciate Jose's uh, question here about Byron Murphy, who did show up on the injury report today. He's dealing with a groin issue. I don't know really the severity of it. It's probably something that popped up today. Um, but you hate to see it because Byron Murphy – he started out of the gates last year healthy, and then he just got kind of brought down by nagging injury after nagging injury. So you hope that it's not the same issues that he's dealing with. I, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything from our insiders across the nation, you know, whether it's Ian Rappaport or Aaron Wilson or Adam Schefter that would think that it's something that's going to keep him out of this football game because that would be a, that would be a bummer because you have, because right now he's playing his true position inside and then you've got Marco Wilson and, and Antonio Hamilton, who I expect his snap count to go up significantly this week as he continues to find his legs. I would also say that's a matchup where, I mean, you don't want a safety on DK Metcalf, but if he did play, you could give him some help. It's not a, a, a burner necessarily. You can be a little bit more physical with him. I mean, would you would you be tempted to put Isaiah Simmons on, on DK Metcalf? Uh, that would be interesting battle. Uh, are they giving those gummies to Cardinals in the first quarter? Why are they sleepwalking? <laughs> that would be that would be one explanation. I don't think that's the case though. You can take some after the game and be in good shape. But is it the CBN? Is that what it is? Is that the <laughs> CBN? It's it's just hitting them right there. That's no good. No, that's no good. What is good is Bo and I are going to be live basically all day Sunday. We got your Arizona Cardinal primer. We're going to be live for our halftime show with the great Frank Sanders live from the PHNX studios cards at Seahawks. We don't know when that halftime show is going to be because I'm not really sure when this game is going to take place, but we know it's going to be Sunday. And then immediately following cards at Seahawks, myself, Bob Brock, Frank Sanders, Damian Anderson, your definitive Arizona Cardinal post game show. Hopefully we're popping some bubbly. We're celebrating a win. 
we're celebrating the return of one DeAndre Hopkins. That that countdown basically ends come Sunday afternoon. And what better way, Bo, than to celebrate that with a victory? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see them get a big win on the road again. It seems to be the, the how they get right because of their futility at home. And then they can focus on, you know, with DeAndre Hopkins back in the lineup. You know, that's what we're talking about come Monday. We'll, we'll table the D-Hop conversation Sunday after the game, but Monday it's, it's on, it's full on, but uh, hopefully get that win between now and then. Do me a quick favor, like this video real quick on the old YouTube, help spread the love here. Subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast, but when I crank out podcasts for the Arizona Cardinals every single day, nobody else is doing that. Your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast, follow us on Twitter at Bull Brock. I'm at Johnny Venerable. We're back on Sunday. See you friends. Thank you.